Welcome to Take Control of Your Career, where we discuss strategies to get you in the driver's seat of your career. Here's your host, Lauren Herring. Hello and welcome to Take Control of Your Career. If you are looking to level up in your career, then you are in the right place. Today, we are joined by Paris Forrest. She is the Senior Director, Information Technology at the Boeing Company. She's responsible for enabling workplace productivity, driving impeccable user experience, generating business value through collaboration capabilities, and cultivating efficiencies for the Boeing enterprise. And most importantly, she is mom to Jameson, who is 14. Paris, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me, Lauren. I'm so excited to be here. Great. Okay. Well, I love watching you on LinkedIn because you have so much great energy. You really put yourself out there in the best way. And one of the things that I've heard you say on several occasions is that you have the best job ever. So why is that? You know, I think about this all the time, and I actually was thinking about this earlier today after I got off a meeting, and it's really because of what the Boeing company provides in terms of opportunity and exposure and also community. So when you think about the fact that, you know, I work for the number one aerospace company in the world, we provide products that connect, help people explore, help expire and protect the world. There's, you know, I'm awe-inspired when I think about the products and capabilities that we bring to bear, but also I work with some of the most amazing human beings on planet Earth, and those connections are deep and they're wide, and the platform that all of that enables for us to be able to do good in other places in the Earth is, you know, you just, it's, it's really invaluable to me. So the things that I get to do, the things that I get to be a part of, the people that I get to talk to and the places that I get to go, it's the best job ever. It's the perfect package. And I love it how it really comes down to the why for you. Well, it, it comes down to a couple of things. It's the why, where you feel connected to the mission, and it's the people. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. So really cool. Thanks for pulling that all together. And you have really lived out your whole career at Boeing. You started as an intern, which it's really cool when you can climb the ranks and you start really from the absolute ground zero. And at the same time, you talk about how as a Black woman, you did not necessarily have the role models that looked like you growing up in your career. So in the types of work that you do. So you're all about representation now. Tell us How did you see yourself growing to where you are now since it wasn't there for you? Yeah, you know, I believe if you can see it, you can be it. And sometimes that see it has to be in your imagination. And so for me, you know, in a time where there weren't necessarily leaders who looked like me, and this isn't just about the packaging, it isn't about the things that you can see on the outside, but for me, it it was about also leaders who they were on the inside. And so I had to imagine a person like me, whatever that meant to me at that point in time, being in a place where I wanted to go. 
And for me, yes, I started as an intern, but I'm actually second generation. So my mother worked for the company. So I really feel like I started my journey when I was a sophomore in high school. And, you know, I didn't think at that point in time that there was a career or a place for me at the Boeing company. And once I had the realization that there might be and maybe there could be and I got here, then looking around, you know, there were lots of instances where I had to imagine myself being in a place. And so for me, that was all about, you know, generating that power to believe that even if there wasn't someone who looked like me or felt like me, I could be that person. And then once I became that person, it really did become my mission to make sure that people understood that no matter where you come from, no matter who you look like, no matter what you look like, that there is a place for you on this planet, in this company, outside of this company. It became a huge mission for me. That's so cool what you just said, because it's not just about the external package. It's about the type of leader that you wanted to be as well. Tell me more about that. And how did you realize that you uh, had that kind of leadership capability in you? So I would love to pretend like I realized that, but frankly, like I said, working in a place like Boeing, you know, the power here is really in the people. And there were leaders that kept saying to me, you know, you have real leadership potential. And I was like, no, I don't. And they were like, yes, you do. And so it was a little bit of this um, contentious conversation regarding me and leadership. And the reason why was because when I looked at leadership, um, I realized I used to say, I don't wear the uniform. I was never going to come to work in a blue or black blazer with a white or powder blue button down, khaki pants, and blue or black shoes. That just is not my aesthetic. You would look fabulous in it, but it's not you. <laughs> That's not my aesthetic. Um, and so, you know, it, it at that point in time where my career was really starting to take off and point a trajectory towards leadership, that's what leadership represented. And, you know, I just wasn't sure that I could go into that room and be able to hold space, find a place at the table, all of the things that we hear. So for me, you know, it was a combination of fear, but also, you know, I did not believe that there was an open invitation for someone who didn't fit the particular mold to be in that space and, and to be sharing that capacity. But then, but other people saw it in you. They saw and it in me. They did. And, and they kept pulling on it. And finally, I could not. So how did you start to believe it yourself? You know, it was actually getting in the room, frankly. Once I got in the room, I realized that just because the door was closed, that didn't mean I that and I was imagining what was going on on the other side. I really didn't know. So once I got on the other side of the door, I was like, wait a minute, this is what's been going on in here all this time. I can do this. I got this. And then the more doors that I got behind, the more rooms that I got in, I was like, oh, I can do a lot of this. And so it was really about giving myself permission to walk through the door. The invitation was always there. I was the person who wasn't accepting the invitation because I didn't really think that the people wanted me at the party. So it was really about a mentality shift and then taking a chance, being willing to take the risk to be right and the risk to be wrong. And then once I found the information and the data, you know, grabbing a hold to my opportunity, once that door was open, it's just like on the highway when you're in traffic and that lane opens up and you see it, you get in that lane, I took off. I love your analogy. And sometimes you don't know when the traffic is going to open up again. So it That's really right. is important to take advantage of that opportunity when it presents itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So you, you started to take advantage of these opportunities. You got in the room and at a certain point, because you are a technologist at heart, 
And so you know the ins and outs of, of the ones and the zeros and the data, but you recognized that you needed something more. So, so then you went to get your MBA. What was the catalyst for that? Yeah, so it was really interesting. On my leadership journey, I had spent my entire junior portion of my career in our finance systems organization. So I literally worked on the technology that enabled Boeing to be able to get to Wall Street for its quarterly earnings. I had sat in 17 and a half years almost of quarterly earnings reports, and it took me about that long to realize that I had no clue what anyone was talking about. I was at the party, I'm eating the food, they're talking about things, and I just didn't know what was happening. And I took for granted that um, that was a gap that needed to be closed because I was so focused on the technology. I was so focused on being good at making sure that we could have that conversation that I forgot to make sure that I understood what the conversation was saying. And so as I was talking with some mentors, you know, I was like, okay, I know I need a postgraduate degree. Um, do I go down the Master of Information Technology path or do I go down this business path? And when we started talking about the gaps, that finance gap, they said, if you can close that gap, you can be in a C-suite somewhere. The sky's and the I, limit. Oh, well, that sounds very much like something that I might be interested in. And so that was kind of the moment where I was like, you know what, that's the gap that I need to go close. I can go get more academia around information technology, but I've been living it for two decades. What I really need is to close the academic gaps that, that needed to be filled. That is such a key awareness because in the women in leadership programs that we do at Impact Group, uh, that business acumen piece is something that we do see is oftentimes a gap for women or really anyone that's grown up in a silo that is not in the heart of the business. Um, and 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 understanding business acumen at a new level, meaning can you, could you imagine yourself having a lunch with the CFO or the CEO yeah. and being able to talk the talk, you know, about the business and that yeah. becomes such a career accelerator. Once you have the right relationships, once you're doing a good job at your job, I mean, that's what you were focusing on, but you know, then you put that other piece of the puzzle in place. 100%. And I, you know, I didn't, I did not anticipate how quickly I would become a much more capable leader. In terms of being a stakeholder of my company, I understand what's happening with our business, which means that I can make better business decisions in the part of the business that I own and maintain. But also, yeah. I can communicate that with our people. Because when you are in a organization as large as ours is, kind of keeping everybody on the same page, making sure that they have awarenesses, you know, really being able to talk to the heart of the matter for people, you have to be able to understand the conversation to do so. Um, and so I, I really, it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. I went to the best university for me, shout out to Olin Business School. Um, and, you know, I really, I would do it a thousand times over. That's great. You are truly a triple threat in the technology space. You understand the technology, you understand the business, and you're a communicator. Really, that's a trifecta. Yeah, wow, thank you. So, okay, I I love also that you um that you owned what some people said about you where if you get that business piece closed, the sky's the limit. You could be in the C-suite. So, I mean, 
for a lot of people, that would be really intimidating to kind of like be staring you in in the face, but you, you embraced it. That's, um, eventually, that's exciting. Eventually, eventually yeah. I'm human. Right. So, um, of course there were lots of, you know, I used to, I used to actually be so afraid of it that I wouldn't say it out loud. And I would explain to people that, you know, well, somebody threw three, threw the three letters at me. They threw those three letters at me and the three letters were CIO, but I was so afraid to think about that being a possibility that I wouldn't even say it for a long time. And so it definitely, I had to mature to this point. So I want all of your listeners out there to know, especially those who have heard things like this and immediately gone back into their turtle shell. It's okay. You'll eventually come into that light, but it it is the, the moment you do the ways in which you will see yourself and the work that you do now differently are immeasurable and it's so free. That's beautiful. And I can relate to it so well because when my parents, my mom who founded Impact Group came to me with the concept of she was ready to retire and, you know, the whole concept of being a CEO was, you know, it was kind of out there, but it was a long way away. And when it became something much more uh, finite, all of a sudden, you know, I can totally relate. Like I couldn't even use the letters CEO and the first person in the same mind space, but you're right. I, I did the exact same thing. I just marinated on it for a little while and eventually slowly, but surely was able to, you know, uh, not only come to terms with it, but embrace it. Mm, Yeah, that's beautiful. And you're a legacy, right? And so thinking about the impact that that has on the overall story, that's what it's all about. We really don't um, in the moment and when it's about us, we're too close to it to see the possibilities that our being willing to say yes to ourselves will have and the impact that'll have on the world. So I think that's beautiful. Yep. Uh, So a company as complex as the Boeing company. I mean, you you started out by saying we are the number one aerospace company in the world. I mean, to even be able to say that in one sentence is so exciting. So the fact that you have navigated to a senior level already in your career in a, not only a male-dominated uh, field such as IT, but you know, a male-dominated industry, really impressive. What are other key learnings that have been critical to you to rising up in the ranks at a company as complex as Boeing? Yeah. So number one, I had to understand how to embrace the power that was uniquely mine and also how to bring that gift to bear in this environment, right? Like where is my space? Where is my place? Um, and carve that out for myself and be willing to do that work. That was really, really difficult work, but I knew that I had something unique that I brought to the table. And as opposed to for a long time, I was trying to um, assimilate, right? So I kind of wanted to be like everyone else. But when you are, you grow up with a name like Paris, you are automatically the unique person in the room without even trying. (laughs) And so it was embracing my own uniqueness, embracing the power that I brought through that uniqueness and being okay with offering that gift And it didn't matter who took it and it didn't matter who didn't. It was about making that offer. So that was one half of the equation. And then the second half of the equation was really learning how to be clear with my boundaries. And those boundaries extending professionally, personally, being really clear about what's required for me to manage Paris. Because at the end of the day, I can't manage business for Boeing. I can't manage people if I cannot manage myself. 
So really getting in touch and in tune with what I needed and giving myself the grace and the space to carve that part of the world out too. So for me, it was really about the patience to explore my power, to bring that, to offer it in a way that's you know beneficial to all, to add value and be okay with that, not looking like everyone else, being different, and then also setting those necessary boundaries, both professionally and personally, to ensure that I could actually leverage my capacity to expand. That's an incredible amount of leadership and personal maturity, I would say as well, in order to just understand that you can't be, you can only be the best version of you. You're never going to be, you know, somebody else. Uh, and and that's kind of how you started as well in terms of, um, you know, imagining the kind of leader that you wanted to be, that's yeah, authentic that's and where you're going to show up and shine at your best. So. Um, Congratulations to you yeah. for realizing that, you know, it sounds like relatively early on in your career, and um, which has enabled you to shine so much. Yeah, you know what, it was really about being willing to, to learn from so many mistakes and failures. I would love to say that I was, you know, sitting on the couch having epiphanies, but really I was sitting on the couch wondering why things weren't working and probably crying my eyes out and thinking, okay, what is, what is it that I want and what's stopping me from getting there? And really being vulnerable enough as well to ask for help, um, you know. It, it, and it sounds it, like you had those mentors along the yeah. way that you, like, if you're willing to do the hard work of recognizing, hey, I've got something that's not working here. And then asking the hard questions that where they might give you feedback that you're, it's going to be hard to hear. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, li I literally landed into the world's safest environment to grow a corporate career because I was an intern in the group that my mother worked for. So essentially, I kind of walked in the door as everybody's little sister. And it was cute for a while, but then eventually I started wanting to, you know, break out into my own space and, you know, claim my own identity. And that's where it also was helpful just having that kind of instant support system. I realized that I was extremely privileged and many people don't have that. However, it does exist. You just have to be willing sometimes to pick your fingers up off the keyboard, get your head up off of the screen and really make those relationships. And that's a hard thing. And I'm an introvert by nature, which everybody's always like, what? But I am. And so, you know, also being willing to get outside of my comfort zone and maybe ask for feedback from people that I typically, you know, that I didn't have close relationships with. That's when I learned the most. People that I had static and friction with, one of the greatest learnings I got from a mentor was that person you're having a problem with, go sit down and ask them for feedback. Have a real human being conversation with that individual and figure out what it is that you need to learn about how they see the world, not how you see the world. And it really changed the game for me. Wow, that is great feedback. I'm going to take that one away as well. And now you've already given me one career tip because that is yeah. really fantastic. But now I want to ask you, because I always end with, what is your top career advice for people and maybe especially women who are looking to take that next step in their career? Yes, my top piece of advice is to have people recognize that you are your own enterprise and you are the CEO of your desk. 
every decision about you and every decision within the authority and boundaries of your desk, you got to make it. And you got to make it just like you would if you were running your own corporation. And so that means if you were running a business, you would market that business. You would go out there and you would acquire customers. You would build relationships. You would do all the things to make that business thrive and grow. You wouldn't hide your billboard behind a building. You would make sure it was in a place where everyone could see it. So I really encourage my best advice is manage your business well, and then make sure somebody knows that how well you manage your business. That's a great way to put it. I've often said you're the CEO of your own career, uh, but I like how you're positioning it in the role of any particular job that you're in as well. I think that's a a great uh, way to position it. And it goes back to the things that we were talking about earlier in terms of your business acumen, your relationships, and your personal effectiveness, which is, you know, at the end of the day, how you're going to get noticed. Get ready to go. That's it. Nobody can tell your story like you. So make sure you tell your story. Well, that's incredible advice. Paris, thank you so much for joining us. You've been an awesome guest. Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. Thank you for listening to Take Control of Your Career with Lauren Herring. Be sure to check the show notes for our guest's information. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show so that you don't miss an episode. Want to get control of your career now? Visit www.earnyourworthcareers.com. You can get your own career coach or download a free ebook on best practices to ask for a raise.